Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my reveal impressions of Borderlands 3. We co-streamed the live reveal. I want to give you my thoughts on everything they showed. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage for all my Borderlands 3 coverage or playing through Borderlands with my wife if you like watching couple streams. We'll be watching uh, Jolts as he plays through here at the live event. Uh, no cam or audio, obviously, so we can get through the talk, but you'll be able to see actual game gameplay of Borderlands 3 right here they're on Promethea uh, getting to wander around I think there's like one or two missions they can do so you will see full skill trees of Zane as well as Amara throughout this as well as all the inventory systems so enjoy that we might even do like a comb over of the gameplay and like try to pinpoint different things and features for another video so as far as my first impressions go I want to break this into three sections I want to talk about the graphics the combat and the scope of the game because they showed us quite a bit. Randy Pitchford uh, was on stage and just kind of walked through a myriad of things from the way the combat handles to things they've done to the graphics to features that they've added to the way the guns handle uh, to the social to, to like basically like the hub and how we travel and things. So gonna walk through all these things with you because I'm very very excited if you don't know I kind of started my streaming career with Borderlands 2 and then pivoted to Destiny so it's kind of good to come home very excited about uh, streaming this game with you guys and covering it as well. So let's just talk about graphics. Just here watching, I think you can get kind of a a feel for the fact that the game looks very, very good. Uh, it still looks like Borderlands, but I feel like a lot of the people who take issue with the graphical fidelity of the game aren't going to be able to say that as much. This definitely looks a whole lot more uh, crispy, and the textures in the UI are a lot nicer if you compare it to Borderlands 1. Now, Borderlands 1 and 2 look really, really good now that they've kind of been updated, but even from just a UI perspective and the movement and the frames per second, they're playing PC in this footage. It just looks and runs very, very nice. Uh, menus and movement are one of the things in a game like this that can kind of ruin the experience if it's kind of arduous and clunky when you're switching weapons or you're going into your inventory it can be a little frustrating and I feel like they did a really good job making a lot of that fluid now fluidity in the combat we're going to touch on that in a little bit but just the actual movement of the characters the graphics and everything being maintained looks really really nice guns and elemental effects have been ramped up quite a bit when you look at when you look at the the guns, uh, Jolt said he's on Xbox. If this is Xbox, then I feel like they're getting higher than 30 frames per second. I don't know. Maybe I'm imagining things, but it looks higher than 30. We'll have to we'll have to maybe fact check that here in a little bit. But the guns and the elemental effects look significantly better. Uh, the way the guns pop up, the way people light on fire. There's graphical, you know, things on the guns. The way that like the light comes off, showing how much ammo and effects on the guns, the reload, all of that look, I think, really, really ramped up from the previous uh, from the previous games. Uh, you can see they're using a TD or the little shield that pops out, the ADS. Everything looks very, very sharp and very, very crisp. So graphically, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if you start to hear from people that say, this looks like Borderlands, but I can actually get into it now. It looks better. It runs better. Uh, I would say that a lot of folks are going to change their tune about this game graphically. There's also 3D animations that look phenomenal for some of the, like Amara's one skill where she jumps up in the air and slams the ground. Looks very, very good. 
Um, Dado says it's on PC, but they use Xbox controllers. Like I said, I'm pretty sure this is PC because they said everything today was powered by, and they rattled off all the PCs, and they said behind you are X number of PCs, and they panned out to this big shot. I'm fairly certain everybody there is playing on a PC and not an Xbox, but they are using Xbox controllers because I don't think you're going to get 60. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know how, how well it runs on Xbox and PS4. We'll have to wait and see. So that's all my thoughts on the graphics. The combat. Let's talk about the combat. People were sort of amazed that pe- you know people were getting excited about sliding and mantling. They're like, "Why would you care about that?" You have to understand that some of the some of the clunkiness and the restrictive nature of the combat in Borderlands up to this point has been one of the drawbacks or one of the downsides to the game. You have all these amazing guns and all these insane-looking enemies, but the combat in Borderlands One was very linear, a lot of backpedaling. The combat in Borderlands Two was just a lot of standing around and face tanking and just dumping uh, ammo into not all that agile of enemies in this game obviously right now they're fighting you know heavy guys that are standing still in the footage that we saw during the reveal they were sliding around they were running around they were getting up on things and mantling for verticality and it really felt like the combat was taken up a, a huge notch I can't understate how much sliding seemed to add to the combat. He was sliding around, he was punching barrels. He there was there was definitely more agility and quickness to the way that he moved around in the combat. So just the sliding alone I think brings the combat forward significantly. Not to mention all these insane skills and things you can add to your abilities. Mara can pound the ground, Zane can use two different action skills, you can buff all kind of different stuff, put a shield down, bring the shield with you, trade places with your decoy there is so much going on in the combat that feels significantly faster and more intense there's an intensity that's the word i'd like to use there's an intensity that really didn't seem to ever be there in the past versions of the game so very excited to see that level of intensity brought to the game now another thing in combat that we picked up on very quickly destructible environments being able to shoot barriers blow holes in them being able to spill a barrel and light it on fire being able to punch a barrel and have it fly toward somebody i think that is just another way they've taken the combat up a notch there's a lot of interactivity there were things that they uh, would shoot off the wall and it would spill things onto the floor. Uh, the you're seeing here he's interacting with the uh, ammo uh, station. You can actually not even go into the ammo station; just refill by looking at it and touching a button. That was a nice feature as well. And you can see it's actually a 3D interactive machine now, not just a menu. That's pretty cool. So destructive environments, sliding, mantling, barrels, uh, elements seem to be everywhere f- for your you know for your assistance, and then enemy movement does seem to be ratcheted up quite a bit uh if you remember bully mongs they seem to be pretty agile and mobile they would climb stuff they would jump at you they're doing similar things with the enemies in this i felt like there was a lot of pushing jumping flanking going on it didn't feel uh it didn't it didn't feel kind of boring and restrictive and and plain it it definitely felt way more lively and intense than previous combat so very thrilled with the graphics and the combat now lastly let's talk about scope because they actually showed us they honestly showed us more than i expected uh to see i really didn't expect to see as much as we saw so let's talk about the scope of the game and everything that we've seen thus far The skill trees and the abilities at a ground level add a ridiculous amount of depth and diversity within the very builds. If you watch my other two videos about the Zane, all three skill trees, we walk through all three skill trees for Zane and Amara. There is an unbelievable amount of depth, power, and playstyle diversity in this game just within the two classes that we've seen. There's four total. Each 
each class having those three skill trees, those three different action skills, and a very, very big diversity of playstyle is, I think, very exciting. That does a couple of things for your game's scope. It adds diversity, which is perfect for player affinity, player preference, but it also adds replay value. You can replay the game on a character, play them completely differently, farm for different types of weapons, because even when we were reading through Amara's skill tree, we were already coming up with ideas on weapons that she could use for her sort of brute strength up-in-your-face build that she can do. A lot of different weapons you would grind for that, and if you do some of your other skill trees, they're very elemental-based. So that adds great replay value. You can, you know, you're going to replay the game anyway on one character to roll over the difficulty, but starting all the way over and specking completely differently and, and farming for different weapons, there's a lot of benefit there when you have that level of diversity now the guns and the manufacturers have been taken up significantly massive differences now between the weapon manufacturers with respect to you can change the fire type every gun seems to have a different fire type tracking bullets on a malawan shields coming out on um I think on the Mala ones, TDRs being throwable, changing the how fast they shoot, changing the bullet types that they shoot. There is so much just within the weapon manufacturers themselves. Like if you use all Jacobs, just within the weapons that we saw, so much diversity in the fire type, the looks of the guns, how they handle, how they reload. I absolutely loved it. I got excited at how the guns felt and handled. It felt very quick and fluid. A lot of rigidity in Borderlands 1, not so much in Borderlands 2, but very, very absent in what we saw today with respect to that. And that adds a lot of scope to the game with respect to, like, there's so many different weapon types for you to farm for, chase, and build with can add a lot for you as well. Now, as far as scope with respect to where you go, they showed us how you travel on uh, from one planet to another. Sanctuary 3 is a spaceship, and it was awesome. They were walking around, going to all the different places, visiting NPCs, seeing people that we've, you know, we've seen before, familiar faces, and then they showed how you travel. And it was really, really exciting. What we're seeing here now is the catch a ride system, Outrunner and the Cyclone are two of the unlocked ones. Looks like you can put different guns and different parts on this thing. You're going to get to see some gameplay here of the Cyclone. Very, very neat. More scope and diversity right here in the middle of the video. Uh, So Sanctuary 3 and the planet travel looked awesome. It looked quick, it looked snappy, and it adds that element of breadth and depth that a game like this needs. I really appreciate that they did that. It definitely felt... The, the, the theme I felt in this reveal was they brought the game forward. Just look at the map, how it's interactive, how it clears as you move, how you can kind of change the elevation there and rotate it, and the, and the, the traveling, the immersion, the, the depth, the, the size of the game is going to feel, I think, amazing. And the beautiful thing with planetary travel is that's perfect for DLCs, that's perfect for adding vaults or other things to expand the experience because you just take the ship there and have whole new areas to go to and then the co-op scaling the level and the instance loot that they showed off is absolutely thrilling I think we need to do an entire video on that and how it works we're still waiting we really want to get some I think some more info on that we see a little hijacking here uh, but the co-op scales so if I'm 25 and you're a level 20 and your enemies are level 20 they'll scale to me and I'll be 25 if you're 5 under it'll make me 5 under so if you know, you're know you level 10 and everything's a 15 that 5 level disparity I will get a 5 level disparity so if I come in as a level 20 the enemies will be 25 it's really really exciting to see that element of care and thought put into a game that centers itself around co-op 
gameplay as well as loot. Very excited. Still have some lingering questions about exactly how instance loot works. It drops at your level if you're higher level than the host, but we're not sure if the loot's identical because it looked very similar. We're going to comb over that footage to try to see. We might do a video separate on that to just discuss instance loot and co-op play. So, as with all of my content, I appreciate supporting me and watching me in all the other locations. If you're here live, stick around for question and answer. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNGR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my reveal impressions of the live reveal of Borderlands 3 gameplay. Going to be walking through questions submitted by the community. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage uh, and probably catch me live right now. That's typically when these hit the feeds. If I'm not live, throw a follow on the Twitch channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting the subscribe and the like button is an easy way to support me. We're going to go through these questions while you're watching gameplay from the reveal event Jolt is playing here coming over loot on Promethea Sacrificer how many skill trees have been leaked so far two complete skill trees have been leaked I've got full videos on that uh, the full skill trees of Zane and Amara their, their three action skills and the way they work we didn't understand going through those skill trees though apparently Zane is the only one who can equip two different uh, action skills. So we're not quite sure how that's going to play out uh, with the other, you know, the other guys not being able to equip two. It seemed like you could equip two or at least dig into different skill trees on Amara, but apparently he can do uh, he can do two. So those are the two that have been leaked. Those got data mined through the extension. Uh, Quam says what character will you start with when the game releases I'll probably start with uh, Flack the Beastmaster when I play by myself and I'll probably play as Moe's when I play with my wife because she'll play as Amara and Moe's seems very support oriented maybe Zane with my wife I'm not actually sure because he also seems very support oriented as well with the shield Sunfire you think we'll have to first max a skill tree first before we can get multiple action skills or we'll be able to get all uh, more than one early in the game. I'm not. I think you can respec at any time. So if you don't like the action skill you chose, you just respec and go to another one. Now, as far as you wanting to go in to multiple action skills, we're not really sure because it seems that, as I just said, Zane seems to be the only one that gets multiple action skills. So I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know if they're going to let the others get multiples after they max one out. Uh, like I said, it did seem like Amara had the ability to spec into more than one skill tree because she had complementary things interacting with each other. So we'll have to see. Uh, we already answered the Vault Hunter question, which one do you play? Do all characters get to equip two action skills? Again, we don't know. We know Zane confirmed right from, uh, what's his name, Paul? I think he confirmed you could equip two uh, at the same time on Zane, but he made it sound like he's the only one that can do that. Uh, Arfco, can we win loot watching you or do we have to watch Gearbox? You can watch any streamer playing Borderlands with that extension running on their channel and you can earn loot during the events where that's going on. It's not an all the time thing. They're going to be doing events where that can take place and happen. Uh, currently, obviously I'm not playing so I don't have the extension running. Uh, but And I hope they make the extension a little less invasive. It seems to pop up a lot, people were saying, so hopefully they can maybe tone that down uh, somehow. Uh, obviously you want it to pop out when there's something happening. But you will be able to watch, they said, any of your favorite streamers and get the free loot if there's something going on. Uh, Ghostface. 
With the launch of Borderlands 3, do you think other existing looter shooters will have to up their game regards to content drop and variety to keep players interested? Well, you have to remember something. Borderlands is not a game as service, so it's it's a linear loop. You're going to play through the campaign, and then you're going to play through the campaign again, right? So that's the replay value playing as a different character obviously dlc we're anticipating extra characters they've done that with both the pre-sequel and borderlands 2 they add you know two extra characters for you to play with so i would think i would think that you're potentially going to be getting most of your replay value from both new characters you know starting over fresh replaying on the same characters obviously in the extra playthroughs and then waiting on those DLCs since it's not a game as service you 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 can't necessarily make equivalencies everywhere just because there's loot and just because there's guns doesn't mean that Destiny and Division need to consider changing the way they deliver content um because they're very, very different games. Division's grind comes from min-maxing. Uh, you know, Destiny's grind comes from chasing specific pieces of dope loot and then going after, you know, wanting to go after end-game content when it comes out, like raids, the new six-man activity that's coming in the summer. So I don't necessarily know how much you could say, oh, we've got to make changes to our content because of Borderlands 3. Uh, if, if Borderlands 3 wasn't so similar to Diablo, I might say, yeah, they're going to have to really make some changes if um, if there were other shooters similar to Diablo. Borderlands 3 just feels more like, a, you know, Diablo with guns. That's kind of what they've always called it. So I would anticipate not necessarily seeing any big changes uh, our first death here for Zane, not able to get a second uh, second win there. So I wouldn't anticipate these get these companies needing to make significant changes. They're very very different games. Uh Quam says, how similar were the loot systems be compared to Borderlands 2? Loot systems seem very similar. We haven't got an in-depth comb over of the menu yet with respect to how, are, are there multiple class items? Are there artifacts? Things like that. We'll probably have to wait and see. I mean, obviously, we're going to know after this event. I've not had the audio on to listen to somebody combing through the loot. It did seem very similar. Uh, you know, a lot of you know, you got familiar familiar manufacturers and a couple new ones. Um, and then you see a little bit of a ground slam there with the melee. Uh, so I'm not sure how much they changed the actual loot system itself because it does seem like you're still generally chasing guns shields and you know other like grenade mods and then i think class items i don't know if they've really gone much further beyond that we'll have to wait and see when we look at these uh the the weapon systems and the loot systems when we look in the menus donkey do you agree with the review bombing because of the epic games launcher no i think people throwing tantrums on the internet are stupid uh for SWAD, is the old Vault Hunter, um, are they going to be in Borderlands 3? Well, Lilith seems to be the like the one of the main characters. If she's kind of like the leader of the the Crimson the Crimson Raiders. And then you've got Marcus, you've got Tannis. Now we saw footage as well of Brick. We saw Maya in Sanctuary 3, and we've seen Mordecai. So some of the uh, some of the Vault Hunters are returning as NPCs. They won't be. I don't think they'll be playable though. A Dark Trooper is the number of variations with guns less or more than Borderlands 2. Well, there's 25% more guns, and I believe there's more manufacturers. 
I'm not, I'm not actually sure. What is there? I don't know, eight eight manufacturers now, maybe more. I, I forget where we looked at that yesterday. I looked at all the different ones because there's Children of the Vault guns now, um, as well as the uh, Atlas has come back. Atlas guns are back. There's Children of the Vault. And then all the other ones that you're familiar with, Hyperion, Malawan, Jacobs, uh, Torg. So as far as the actual variations, though, it seemed to me they didn't get into the weapon parts discussion and the weapon rolls discussion, but it looked to me like there were more weapon parts, but they probably are still going with some of the same basic weapon parts, stocks, uh, swords on the end, you know, melee enhancements on the end, scopes. Uh, magazines, etc. So I would think I think Bandit's the only one not coming back. It was replaced by Children of the Vault. Yeah. Well, in Atlas, I don't, was Atlas even Atlas didn't have a super strong present in Borderlands 2, I don't think. Looks challenging. Yeah, it looks like he's having a hard time here. Uh, it could be based on loot. It could be just based on an experience with the action skills and stuff. He's also by himself, so he's drawing literally all the aggro. That's always hard in games like this. Uh, what's going to be your first character? Already answered that. Kahuna, do you think they'll release a second wave of Diamond Loot Chest editions of the game? I have no idea. I, that, that If it's in high demand and they got enough orders, they may try to get more made beforehand. Uh, I ordered mine like as soon as they made the announcement that day. So I went to I think GameStop and got mine pre-ordered. Blue Snake Jake, how do you feel about the environment being degradable and able to shoot through it? I think that's a huge step up for the combat because, like I said in my 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 initial impressions video, little things like that, like sliding, being able to shoot it through, shoot through the environments and 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 mantling, that I think is a huge win for the combat because. A lot of the times in Borderlands 1, you basically just backpedaled like crazy. Anytime anything pushed you, you just backpedaled. And in Borderlands 2, there was just a lot of face tanking. You would just kind of... These fights get kind of face tanky. And what I mean by that is you just kind of stand there and tank the damage. And so do they. And somebody eventually dies. Now, these enemy types, these these pyrotech heavies, that's kind of what they seem to be doing. They seem to... He should just let himself die here for second wind. Yeah. Um, They seem to be very much based on, you know, just stand there and tank tank the damage. But a lot of the a lot of the the enemies in the in the combat that we've seen seems to be a lot of agility, a lot of sliding, a lot of kicking barrels, a lot of different things. So I don't necessarily think I don't. Jolt seems to be maybe distracted and talking to somebody next to him. He, he, I think he's I think he's preoccupied he, in these big rooms. I remember playing Destiny at the World Premiere event, and it can be kind of distracting. He seems to be looking away from the monitor, um, just maybe again talking to somebody next to him, or he's just experimenting. So, degradable environments, destructible environments, I think is awesome. I think the combat feels very current gen, is how I would describe it. Combat in Borderlands 1 and 2 does not feel current gen, and in this game, it definitely feels current gen. Uh, Atlas OG, do you think it's necessary to play Borderlands 1 and 2 before 3? Man, I feel like you're just, you're really, really, you're really, really missing out if you don't play uh, the first ones. There's so much that happens. There's a lot. There's great story, great characters. I mean, it's a great loot farm. Really, is a great loot farm. They're fun games, man. I mean, when you, I mean, you got until September. We're recording this on May the first, so you got plenty of time to give each game a playthrough. Um, and now he's learning where this guy's crit spot is because this is a badass version of the enemy. And so now he's learning where the crit spot is, and he's landing those shots, and it seems to be helping a little bit got this nice 
uh, nice gun from Jacobs for the fight. Uh, Blue Snake, uh, Blue Snake Jake, how do you feel about more streamer interaction with the extension? Do you think there will be more of that kind of stuff? I think the more and more companies look at how to utilize Twitch, the more they're going to start to see that Twitch and streamers are a huge asset. Uh, you can already just see this is probably one of the first ever reveal events I've seen where the streamers that are there are getting to stream. Typically, they don't do that. When I went to the Anthem capture event, the world premiere capture event, when I went to the Destiny 2 world premiere event, we just record and then we make videos. Being able to being able to live stream is huge. And so this is a, this is a big win, I think, for Twitch and Twitch viewers and for Borderlands to... Uh, to see that they're really leaning into the the streamers and the streaming environment, so it's really cool to see. The Dutchman, how do you think that the frankly awesome way Gearbox has integrated several features shooter looter fans or other games have asked for will impact the genre, and how do you think games like D2 will respond? Well, I do think people are like, well, what can Destiny learn? If there's one thing I think Destiny can learn, it's it maybe could be loot diversity. And I know we've talked about that just this morning with, you know, how many perks can you add to a gun before it becomes ludicrous? Well, in Borderlands, the game's chaos, so you can have guns that are just nuts, and it just kind of fits. As far as loot diversity and destiny, it can get difficult, because diversity leads to power. In this game, diversity can lead to fun, crowd control, lighting things on fire. It's not exactly the same as destiny with respect to why are you farming for loot right so i think in that regard there's definitely a uh there's there's definitely an element of differences between the games but i do think the loot diversity should influence some of what destiny has to think about the real thing with destiny is loot diversity and loot power has to be tied to content in Borderlands, you're always kind of moving forward. So when you get something really awesome like that sniper rifle, well, it's a level 11. So by the time he gets to level 15 or 16, he's going to be using all new loot again. And then obviously when you get to the end game, you're grinding for god tier stuff, right? You're grinding for the god tier or the legendaries or whatever. And that's to prepare for like raid boss fights or DLC or, or what have you. It's just, they're very, very different games, but I do think loot diversity is always something, and perk diversity is always something Bungie needs to be trying to iterate on. Uh, Bean Flicker, with instance loot and what was shown in the stream, do you think everyone is getting the same loot uh, out of chests and boss drops? I know the stats are probably different, but I wonder if everyone in the party is going to get the same stuff. Thanks for the dope stream today. Much love. Thank you. Paul Tassie confirmed, and I kind of already saw, I, I thought when we saw them introduce instant loot, I was like, I think it's the same exact loot. They were the same guns, they were the same color, but obviously their level was separate. The person that opened the chest was a 5, and the guy that came into the game was a 25. And so the enemy scaling was obviously taking place, but loot scaling was taking place as well, and the instance loot did seem to be identical. And Paul Tassi responded to one of our mods and said, I believe it's the same loot with just level bump stats. Now, as far as loot being tradable, we're not really sure. Loot being tradable won't really matter if stuff's, you know, if stuff's dropping and is identical. Are the roles identical? We'll have to go back and check the footage because we'll be able to see it from the initial reveal that's in there. Sunfire. Do you think they'll have some type of boss rush mode in Borderlands 3 or am I hoping for too much? They could. I mean, they said in in one one of the stat sheets, it says they have revolutionary revolutionary content generation technology or something to that effect. Well, I think that 
I think that's going to be potentially a way that they generate the guns. It could also be a way they generate enemies and environments and fights. Uh, Jessano, how do you feel about this reveal and the gameplay you've seen so far? I, I would say 10 out of 10. Uh, I think it looks great. I'm very, very excited. Eknor, do you think this game will appeal to Destiny and Division players in terms of endgame? Well, endgame is going to be very different. I mean, if they bring back raids, raids in, in Borderlands are raid bosses. They're not mechanical, super long six-man raids uh, like in Destiny, and then you have, you know, obviously four-man squad. In um, in Division, again, very different. Min-maxing, bullet spongy. As far as appealing to fans of Destiny and Division, I think it'll appeal to people that like to chase loot, right? You don't necessarily need a game to be insanely hard or mechanically, you know, have a lot of mechanical depth. I think that Division and Destiny and Borderlands 3 can all coexist very well. CP4 Gators, will you speak a little about uh, instance Borderlands 3 versus Destiny talk? Can you compare them? Does it matter? I don't even know how you would begin to compare them because Borderlands is a linear loop. Like in Diablo, you replay the game and it's linear, A to B, and you get better stuff and harder enemies when you do that. Destiny is not like that. Uh, he seems to have spawned the <laughs> the vehicle on himself and killed himself by accident. In Destiny, that's not what you're doing. In Destiny, Destiny's more of a live service loop where you're running through a loop of content and chasing new gear, and then they dump some new gear in the game, add some new loops, and you continue to go through those loops. He might have gotten soft locked. No, there he goes. So comparing them is incredibly difficult. They're very, very different games. Because people are going to be like, why can't Destiny have that much loot? Why can't Destiny have that much loot diversity? And it's like, they're very different that amount of loot diversity and that amount of, you know, uh, you know, that amount of weapon parts and changes and skills and all that, it, it I, I don't necessarily know. We're getting to see kind of the, uh, the opening screens here. That's pretty cool. I don't know if you could do that in, uh, in Destiny because it's very, very, it's just a very, very different thing. While he's backing out of the game and trying to reboot, we're going to, uh, we'll just throw this up instead. So, I, I, comparing them, I think, might be a bit of a fool's errand. Um, Commander Tyke, do you think Zane can cause, can use two abilities because they're underwhelming? I'm going to main because him, you can play him in so many different ways. Do you think other characters should play how you want? We'll have to wait and see. It's hard to speculate. I mean, him using two abilities, maybe they just decided his action skills are better served as complementary as opposed to being like a single... A single standalone thing, right? Like that's that's where I would uh, that's where I would say you're. It, it could have it could have way more to do with the fact that like you've got you you've got a when you when you think about action skills, action skills usually usually define how you play. Okay, well in in Borderlands. If an action skill is not strong enough, right? Maybe they decided they needed to have complementary action skills instead. So they gave him two abilities that are sort of, you know, coming together to complement each other instead of standalone, all-encompassing skills. Uh, RT, Ty, uh, I'm sorry, Tyler Lynn. Uh, been listening to your YouTube, uh, but first stream. I'm just gonna keep this up. He's having trouble still. Uh, 
Do you have any environment types you want to see in the game or ice, world, jungle, cave system? I don't have any desire. No, I don't really care. I, I'll go wherever. Big cities, jungles, swamps, space stations. Doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm excited just to play. Destiny Boy, would you recommend Borderlands to someone that likes Destiny or End Division 2? Just had this question. If you like chasing loot, I don't see why you wouldn't play Borderlands. You know? Genuinely. I genuinely mean that. If you like loot... Not playing Borderlands, I, I don't know how you would uh, how you would avoid it. It's just such a good game. Uh, it's such a solid installment. So I think it's going to be great. Uh, and Borderlands in general as a franchise is fantastic if you like chasing loot. Ace of Spades, Slag is returning? No, it's not. We no, Slag is not returning. There you have. They're doing like nuclear waste or something instead. Galaxy Beams. I noticed in the reveal there was Iridium on the floor to pick up. On Promethean section, there was something different. Do you think every planet zone will have different currency? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There were different um, slot machines, so maybe that's where it comes into play. Maybe different slot machines will be be using different currency. Um, so, And I know radiation, the nuclear stuff, is taking the place of slag. I'm actually kind of worried about that, to be honest. I might do a video on that. I'm slightly worried about that because it weakens them and then they hit critical mass, they'll explode, and then they add that effect to other people around them. I'm actually really concerned about that. I really hope that that doesn't become super, super needed in the late games, of, in the late stages of Borderlands 3. That'd be, I think that'd be worrisome. So I think he is getting back in. L360. Do you think they will allow mod support considering they use footage of modded BL2 in the streamer showcase? yeah maybe I don't know I mean they may say they may say yay or nay again just based off of you know just based off of the fact that uh, mod support is something that Borderlands really you know embraced in its late stages of life they may wait um, you know they may wait a, a lot so I'm not actually sure if uh, if they're gonna if they're really gonna want to dive into that right away because I think you kind of want to let the game kind of get its footing first Uh, Mysturbed, do you think the release of Borderlands 3 will influence a potential comet drop for Destiny considering Destiny usually releases in September um I don't actually know, I don't I don't actually know, I don't think they're going to influence the comet drop because it's too late Destiny's already got okay, but let's be honest Destiny already knows what they're delivering in September. Whatever their next annual pass is, whatever's going on, they already know. Like, there's no question. So, I don't think they're going to suddenly scramble and try and do a Comet DLC because of Borderlands. I think that's, like, somewhat of a ludicrous expectation. And second, just unrealistic. Just probably very, very unlikely to happen. So. So. That's going to be the last question of Q&A. We're obviously going to keep discussing and combing over the footage, so keep it here if you're here live. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, uh, please click the subscribe button. Please click the like button. Uh, you can subscribe to all the various places this shows up as a podcast. You can also come in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you liking or listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Okay, first question coming in from uh, Faux Pirate. Do you know if there's a website with, that has the Amara and Zane skill trees up yet? I put um, I put two videos up where I read through the skill trees, so you can go to my YouTube channel 
if if anybody in chat knows the website that we got those it was like pc games n or something go to google search for, search for pc games and then search for full skill uh for for like full skill trees of zane and amara and you'll probably find them because i just read through those if, or if you want to go to my youtube channel and just listen in audio format or video format i uh i i've got that there for you i walked through the full skill trees uh, Javit, thoughts on grenade jumping taking j- grenade jumping taken out of the game? That kind of stuff doesn't bother me um, because grenade jumping wasn't like a main normative function. It's not like it's not like we needed that, right? We typically use that to cheese stuff, like the Digistruct Peak, you know, kind of cheesing it to get to the one boss section uh, and, and getting you know getting right over there really really easily. That's kind of lame, right? We don't really need grenade jumping. Um, I know that's bu- that's a bummer for people that like to break the game or break the boundaries of the game, but it's not a normative and needed function. Would th- that would be my opinion. I don't like taking things away from people. I'm not going to like celebrate that, yay, haha, you can't grenade jump now. But at the end of the day, it, it, isn't, it isn't a huge, uh, it isn't a huge loss. In my mind, it's not a huge loss. English Oatcake. What do you think of the graphics? It looks like it's lost some of its classic Borderlands look. Guns and textures mainly. Sorry if you've already answered this. Well, okay, can you elaborate? You're in chat right now. Elaborate on this. What do you mean it's lost some of the classic? Do you think it's are you think it's too polished? Too much detail? I think it feels tr- like it, it feels like it's honoring the Borderlands aesthetic while increasing graphical fidelity and the intricacies of the guns and the coolness. Everything looks cool uh, and rugged and I don't know, like a gun ripped right out of the page of a comic book. I, I like it. I, w- I would be interested if you could, since we're not doing an official like recorded Q&A, if you could expound on what you mean it lost some of the classic Borderlands look. And there's also, yeah, there's gun skins. The lighting effects in water mostly caught my eye. What you So you, uh, so you think, okay, so again, I, I, are, do you think they've gone too high in detail? Like it's too, it, look, it looks too good because when you say the lighting effects in water, it doesn't have the cartoony look again. That's subjective, right? Everyone's different. We all got different eyeballs and brains in our heads. So I disagree. I see Borderlands. I see black outlines. I see rugged, cartoony, insane looking attachments all over the place guns. It to me looks and feels like it does feel like an evolved Borderlands, but I don't think it's dishonoring the look of Borderlands. Now, I did say, um, I did say, and it's not cell shading, by the way. They have been very open and 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 forthright about that. This is actually not cell shading. It looks like it. It's reminiscent of cell shading because of the comic book esque look, but it actually is not cell shading. Um, I actually said earlier, I think the lighting effects and the textures and the increase in the graphical fidelity, I think is going to remove a little bit of a barrier for people that are like, I never really could get into Borderlands because of the look. I think they've removed some of that because I think the game does look so good. Um, Derealist, do you think there's been a major progression from Borderlands 2 to 3? Oh yes. Significantly, significantly. Just in the rundown I gave there at the end, thinking about scope, I think there's a humongous uh, upgrade to, as I said, Borderlands 2 launched vanilla, right? It launched vanilla with 
four action skills. This game, out of the box, has 12 action skills because every all the four characters each get their own three action skills. That's a huge, huge win for play diversity, replay value, you know, different players playing the way they want. I really like it. I, I, that, that, to me, is a huge step forward. Just in with respect to that. Now, I don't want to repeat myself. Everything I just said not five minutes ago. Um, I think it's a huge, huge win. And guys, if you're just tuning in, this is live. We're watching a rebroadcast of the the VOD. So right now, uh, Probro is up and playing as Amara. And we covered the event. We've been here co-streaming. I'm taking questions from the audience and answering them. This is a common thing that I do. Uh, I'll take questions from the audience, and then I answer them after discussing it. So I gave kind of my reveal impressions, and now I'm taking questions from the audience. If you're new to the stream, clicking the follow button is a free and easy way to support me. Thanks for being here. I plan to play a lot of Borderlands. You might catch me tonight in about four hours playing with my wife. We play Borderlands together. Her name is Madam Crumpet, and it's a really good time when you tune into those. She makes fun of me a lot, and you can enjoy that. Loaderbot as flag. Okay, Zane, everybody thought he was a doppelganger. Okay, there was rumors he's a doppelganger. He's not the doppelganger. He's related to the Flints, Baron Flynn and Captain Flynn. His last name is Flint. Shutting that rumor down, okay, gives me a little bit of a hesitancy to think that that Flack would be Loaderbot, okay? Flack is a robot. He is. Um, but I don't know if they would do that. I don't know if they would pull a character from Tales from the Borderlands and make him a playable character. That seems slightly out of step, but but people were good to point out the Sheriff and Claptrap were both playable in the pre-sequel. Okay, Handsome Jack's kind of playable in the pre-sequel. So they have taken NPC characters and made them playable. That's That has happened. It's all contained in the pre-sequel. Oh, and Wilhelm. And Wilhelm. All of that's contained in the pre-sequel, which I don't know if that is a a, a representation of what would, they, what would be considered normal. So we'll just have to wait and see. I don't care if he's Loaderbot. I would prefer no no characters to come over and do that anymore just because I, I really want them to continue to push for new characters uh, to be in there. Athena was not an NPC, was she? Oh, Athena's from uh, Nox's Armory, isn't she? I, yeah. So many characters in the pre-sequel were pulled from story like story elements. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. I forgot about Athena. Blue Snake Jake. What is the best type of gun you've seen so far? Also, what's the most interesting character ability that everyone will use? Um, there's a build for Amara that could be silly where she gets like increased gun and melee damage after using her super. And then when she gets kills, she gets more damage. If her shield's all the way up, she gets more. Like she has like a rough and tumble build that's going to be just silly. Also, Zane has an ability where when he swaps places, he heals and the, and, uh, and the, the decoy explodes. Also, he has an ability that when the decoy is out there, if he goes down, he can use the decoy, swap places and get a second win. So a couple of those abilities that we've already seen and read about, I think will be pretty popular. Uh, Again, Amara having like the forward, really aggressive 
she there's something where like the closer she is to enemies she gets more damage or something crazy and that encourages the push forward melee shoot him in the face style of play um, so I think she's gonna have some fun aggressive play builds and then Zane's gonna have some survivalist builds that'll be kind of crazy so again if you're new to the stream this is live I'm live this is a rebroadcast and I'm taking questions from the audience if you enjoy this type of interactive content I do this all the time long streams it's like an interactive radio show that you can listen I am family friendly so no no swearing and and getting crazy um, so you can you can have me on with the kids in the background I am safe for work and uh, if you like the content be sure to click follow that supports me and it lets you talk in chat to submit questions next question from Major Doom did you say when console PC demo will be available? I don't. Did they even? Did they mention a demo? They mentioned that they'd be at like Gamescom, E3, and Guardian Con. They mentioned those 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 events, and I'm assuming they'll let you play at those events. Um, so I don't know. I I don't know if they said anything about a demo. I'm stalling right now to see if anybody in chat has anything to add. It doesn't seem to be also at PAX West. Um, So nobody in chat is indicating demo dates. So we either, all of us here missed it or there was no, there wasn't anything said about demo dates. So FPS is probably uncapped. Uh, I don't see why they wouldn't uncap it. On PC. (laughs) On PC. I'm curious what they're going to get on console. Atmospherium, uh, I always wanted to like Borderlands, but I always found the gunplay to feel lacking. It sounds like gunplay is vastly improved. How does it compare to Destiny in regard to gun feel? Well, okay, I didn't, I've not gotten to play yet. Uh, very unlucky not being able to go to the event, so I can't tell you. I can tell you that it looks a lot more crisp, a lot more stable, more accurate, more responsive, more satisfying. Uh, that was some of the, that was some of the first things I noticed when they were going through some of the fights was uh looked a lot better and the comments we're getting from the people that have played it and have streamed it have said it feels a lot better so zach what kind of innovation did three have from the games before it and does three do anything better so far from the games before it well oh from dakota plays thanks zach well i talked about the number of action skills being a huge difference the big, the big and more significant and more notable differences between the guns and the manufacturers all having like alternate fire modes planetary travel um, the co-op scaling in the instance loot, the sliding, the mantling, destructive environments uh, far more like elemental things and going on uh, augments too in the skill trees, beyond just having um, way more action skills augments, the augments adjusting things that you've already unlocked. Very, very cool way of changing playstyle and adjusting the skill trees. So they've got some significant, some significant improvements between two and three. Undead Seeker. Are most guns in the demo going to be in the full game? Uh, are most guns in the demo going to be in the full game? Oh, this? Yeah. I, I wouldn't think they wouldn't. That'd be weird. Yeah. Everything you saw today is likely to be in the game. Yes. Um. Uh, Lono, not at the event. Fights uh, like a pro that he is. Props. Oh, thank you. Here's the thing, too. I forgot to mention this in things that they've improved. I wish I would have put this in my combat talk uh, section of the talk. Um, the boss fights all seem very, very well designed. Mechanics. You need to move. You got to think. You got to strategize. Boss fights 
uh, are way more prominent as well. Randy Pitchford said there's way more boss fights in this game because they want you to be challenged, uh, challenged, but also rewarded. And I think that's a big win because boss fights are fun. Boss fights lead to loot explosions. Boss fights lead to you having to think about your loadout, your action skill, your damage. Very, very fun. Boss fights are typically when co-op play shines the most. So having more boss fights and seeing the nature of the few boss fights we saw today, very exciting. Uh, Another advancement uh, in the game. General Sweet, which part of the graphics do you think was most improved? Personally, I think lighting is the most substantial. I would say lighting and texture. Because guns guns with lighting effects, I mean, just and and you can just see on the gun there, the lighting effects on the gun. Very, very well done. Um, So I I would tend to agree with you. Again, if you're new to the stream, this is live. We're watching a rebroadcast, and I'm taking questions from the audience. I do this on a regular basis. If you like this style of interactive content, be sure to click that follow button. That is the heart button. That's a free way to support me. And then it lets you talk in chat to submit questions. Tyler Lynn. Hey, Lono, do you think that the hyper-analytical coverage that Destiny gets will be needed or even seen in Borderlands Theory uh, 3? Theory crafting and DPS tests are a huge part of Destiny, but with so much diversity, it uh, could be hard to find the thing in Borderlands 3. Well, I know. I, I disagree. I disagree. People, if you watch their streamer highlights they showed, it was all people getting really excited about drops and rolls on the drops. Uh, and shouting about, oh, look how much damage that did. There's actually a lot of damage testing and a lot of loadout testing and ability testing. There's a lot of that that actually happens in Borderlands. Also, the lore and the stories are really, really fun. Dude, when I started my stream four years ago, that's all I played was Borderlands 2, and we theorized about all kinds of stuff. One of the first things I ever did on my stream to add interactivity was Borderlands Trivia. And Borderlands Trivia was born out of the pre-sequel. And I'm going to see if the people in chat know the answer to this, okay? In the pre-sequel, there is a segment, there's a, there's a mission where you take two Threshers and you send them back to Pandora for Hammerlock. Hammerlock nicknames one of those Threshers Terry. Who is Terry? That was my first, that was my first, uh... Borderlands trivia question. And then, okay, people are saying Terramorphous. Very good. Good job. Terry's Terramorphous. Who do you think? There's two Threshers. So if he names the first one Terry, theorize and just guess. We don't know, but theorize and guess who's the other who's the other Thresher? Oh Slappy. Right. Very good. Very good. I'm pretty sure Slappy's the other one. Because Slappy uh, takes his leg and then we have to go and we have to get it for him. So that I, I love doing stuff like that. That's fun. That's just one example of uh, a Borderlands trivia that I would do. I, I did other Borderlands trivia. I would come up with slogans for the manufacturers, and then you'd have to guess who the slogan was for. Because I'd be like, uh, the one that I, I did was, our spinning disc clips will keep you quickly reloaded and back in the fight. Whose slogan would that be? Our spinning disc clips will keep you uh, fully loaded and keep you back in the fight. That was my first, uh, that was one of my first slogans that I came up with to see, like, who could guess. That would, there you go, Malawan. So, yeah, we would do all kind of fun stuff like that. Uh, we would do trivia. I had a whole theory. Randy Pitchford shot this down in flames at PAX when he said Handsome Jack was dead. I had a whole theory about how Handsome Jack was still alive and Timothy Lawrence is who we actually killed in the room of the warrior. You don't actually kill Timothy Lawrence in opportunity. You kill somebody who's wearing a pocket watch that makes him look like Handsome Jack. 
when you remove the pocket watch, he no longer looks like Handsome Jack. He looks like one of the uh, Hyperion soldiers. Timothy Lawrence, the doppelganger of Handsome Jack, is physically altered to look like Handsome Jack. And I thought, at the end of the pre-sequel, since Handsome Jack sees his future, he sees everything that happens in the Room of the Warrior, I thought he saw his death and cheated his own death. So, 38 months from Fist... Trivia, just like the old days. Guys, if you don't follow Fistmaster, shout him out. Great guy. One of the longest standing Borderlands streamers on the platform. One of the few guys to set a lot of records for One Life challenges. Uh, he holds some of the records right now. So be sure to throw him a follow. Great dude. Great streamer. Uh, if you like Brits, if you like accents, if you like bald heads, he's got it all. Full package. Check him out. Wall Street, thank you for 33 months. So Timothy Lawrence is still alive. I think he could be. I think he could come back as an NPC because handsome Jack's voice and face, it'd be great to still have it. I have another theory. Here's another theory. I'm going to do a video about this. The twins, Children of the Vault, the twins are on those posters, right? And the posters say, honor the father. I have a theory that the twins consider handsome Jack their father and I think they're the result of iridium experimentation in the wildlife exploitation preserve because handsome Jack did experiment on people that's how tiny Tina's parents died a lot of people theorize that Krieg was tiny Tina's dad he's not confirmed by uh, Gearbox so I would think I would think that they are potentially the result of that experimentation and handsome Jack is considered uh, their father honor the father um, and that's how he might still have a presence in the game so we'll have to wait and see those are just some uh, those are just some theories that I've come up with about the game and about the people I've got a theory about how I think uh, Zero is half stalker <laughs> he's part stalker because of some lines that Handsome Jack says in the pre-sequel about stalkers and going invisible and using that um, that's just some context to how they give Hyperion snipers the ability to cloak he figures that out in the pre-sequel but anyways um, let's go to the yeah, Handsome Jack is not still kicking. Randy Pitchford said he's dead at PAX. I was so sad because I felt like I had a really good and very elaborate theory. Um, so, anyways, uh, Dr. Strugglebus, what are your biggest concerns about this game after everything we've learned so far? My only real concern is the presence and the prevalence of the um, the, the nuclear stuff. What's it called? Um... I guess it's nuclear. It's basically, it weakens them, and when they die, they blow up, and it goes on other people. I'm concerned that's just radiation. Thank you. I'm sorry, I cannot believe I couldn't think of radiation. I'm worried radiation will become the new slag. Because if it weakens the enemy, and then when they blow up, if there's enemies nearby, it spreads to them. I'm really hoping that that doesn't become like, you need radiation in Borderlands 3. Because in Borderlands 2, endgame, real difficult environments, it was basically like, you need slag and I hope that doesn't happen in this game so again if you're new to the stream if you're just tuning in this I am live this is a rebroadcast of the Borderlands stream uh, we were told we could co-stream it and do some fun stuff with it so I'm, we're doing a little bit of a restream of it and I'm taking questions from the audience if you're enjoying the time the discussion be sure to click the follow button that's a free way to support what I do Olo and Staffer says did we find uh, out the uncovered areas on the map stay uncovered upon reinstancing Oh, do they stay uncovered? I don't know. It would be really weird to clear the map and make it all blue. Um, It'd be really weird to have that be reset when you come back in. So, it is the new slag. Randy confirmed on a tweet, but let's hope it's not as needed. Yeah, I, I would just hope they were thoughtful about resistance. I did a whole video on should slag return, and I ended the video by saying... 
there should always be something that can resist what is strong. So there's got to be, you know, resistance to, you know, resistance to those two radiation. If not, I don't know. So, uh, Snip Snipe says, what do you think about raids being in Borderlands? Now, well, there are raids in Borderlands 2. They're called raid bosses. Uh, Hyperius, the Invincible, Master G, um, there was the Dragons, I'm trying to think of Terramorphous. So, raid bosses will more than likely make a return. They usually do one raid boss per story if it's a major DLC or the actual campaign itself. Uh, that's typically how they did it in Borderlands 2. So, I would anticipate them to do that again. Uh, but, um, I would I would also anticipate them to say we're not going to change the game. So I wouldn't think they're going to make like really elaborate raids. It'll just be raid bosses is what I would expect. Shaggy the dog. Uh, do we know if this run on PC or consoles? PCs. They showed a big screenshot of the room. PCs. Bunch of PCs set up. What's replacing the slag effect? Radiation. We just talked about that. Do you know how the customization of Sanctuary will work in co-op? Like if I customize something and want my buddy to see it, but he customized it differently, but we only see what we've done. In- oh, they didn't say. I would think maybe the host would be what you see. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. That's a good question. We'll have to see if they answer that. Talks about monetization. Paid loot. No paid loot. It's going to be just like it was in Borderlands 2. There will be customization things that can be purchased. In Borderlands 2, they did some skin and head packs. Did they discuss crossplay? I didn't hear them discuss crossplay. All we know is that the Microsoft Store has Borderlands 3 listed as being co-op crossplay. We, we await their official word on this. Unless they said something today and I didn't hear it. Justin uh, says, How do you feel about dying still costing money in reconstruction? Generally speaking, money doesn't become a pain point for long. So I think... I think it's becomes it becomes irrelevant, right? In the early game it's punishing and it sucks, but I think that's just part of the early game structure is they don't want you to be able to just buy whatever you want and have money coming out of your ears cuz death's just a natural thing that's going to happen. Uh, and if you play really smart, play really well with your buddies, then death's happening way less often. So I would uh, I would think that that's just a normal thing. I don't I don't really care. Again, but you get pretty far in the game and then you're never wanting for money anyway. Uh, combat says, "Do you think the level matching will work when joining a higher level host?" I Oh, I don't did they talk about that? I think so. You'll just if they're level 20 and they're in a mission that's 20, then you should just see everything at your level and get stuff at your level. Yeah. Now, if they're further in the game than you, you might not want to do that because then you're going to be going into missions and stuff because getting credit for the missions gets kind of wonky in games like this where they're further than you. Yeet my feet with a prime sub. Thanks for using your prime sub here and Miss Queen with a resub with a prime sub. Two months of subs. Thank you. Uh, If you guys are using your prime subs on my channel, I greatly appreciate it. If you have a prime sub and you decide to use it here, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, The Goatsy. Uh... From the gameplay that you've seen, what do you think is missing in Borderlands 3 from the previous games? I didn't... <laughs> nothing. I don't see anything missing. Uh, Scooter? Too soon. Too soon. Uh, let's see here. Electric Kitty. I'm a fan of speedruns. Do you think Borderlands 3 will lend itself to speedruns? 
Uh, ask this bald gentleman right here. Uh, ask Professor Broman. He's a speed. He's a speedrunner guy. He doesn't really do it anymore, but he—that's how he kind of got his start. I don't know. I, I, Borderlands for speedruns is certainly possible, um, but I don't know if that's going to be like a super in-demand thing, just because it's a linear game. I w- yeah, I, yeah. I bet you they would do some speedruns and also the one lives. Brant. Uh, did you get to play Borderlands 3 or just watch it? I did not get to play. No. I got invited to the event and then we just couldn't work out the details. Uh, Eknor. After looking at the ship in orbit, do you think Destiny can implement this like a hub and space travel like that? Well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, to not have to go down to the tower? I don't think they're going to do that, though. Tower is like part and parcel to the experience. That's just part and parcel to the experience. So, if you're new and just coming in, we keep getting new folks coming into the stream. Welcome. Uh, SNTR Presents is just a segment that I do where I talk about things and take questions from the audience. Usually, I would have my own gameplay here. Right now, we're watching a rebroadcast of the Borderlands stream. I am live right now. If you enjoy this type of interactive content, be sure to click the follow button. That is the heart button. That is a free and easy way uh, to support what I do. Uh, Next question from Elminster. The concern is about cover system. NPCs looks like they are going to find them, but for players, it doesn't look like there's too much importance. Same for environmental damage. Looks not so important. Opinion. Well, I don't necessarily know if I agree with this. I felt like cover... I felt like cover was was coming in in a significant way. Uh, I felt like it was coming in in a pretty significant way. Um, I don't know. I didn't feel like cover was irrelevant. They were shooting cover. There was times where they were going into cover to... Uh, regenerate, you know, things like that. So, thank you, Nightwing, for the Prime sub as well. Welcome. Enjoy the dope uh, badge and emotes. Where did you buy that t-shirt? Amazon. Uh, Kestrel Wraith. Do you think you need to play through the other Borderlands to understand and play through Borderlands 3? You certainly don't need to to understand, but there's tons of characters and references and jokes and things you're going to miss out on. If you like looter shooters, okay... If you like looter shooters, I don't see how you couldn't pick up the other games. They're fun. Borderlands 1 has been remastered. Borderlands 2 is a great time. You could honestly play through those and skip the pre-sequel and then play Tales from the Borderlands and you'll have a great time. Now, Tales from the Borderlands has characters from the pre-sequel. That's not going to hurt your experience that much. But I'm telling you, I I think you can have a really, really great time. If you like looter shooters. Hi, King Michael. Uh, have we had confirmation on system requirements? I don't know. I think system requirements are on their website. Go to Borderlands.com, go to Game Info, and scroll all the way to the bottom. Uh, I think that's there. Thark, how do you feel about endgame replayable content? Replay value in Borderlands is derived from playing through the game again on a harder difficulty, uh, playing other characters, trying different loadouts, starting over fresh, and... DLC and new characters. So I think we're in good hands. They did a great job with Borderlands 2. Even though the pre-sequel was lacking, they did a very good job there of adding characters. DLC was a little lacking there, but the DLC in Borderlands 1 was amazing. Uh, the Zombie Zed, Claptrap, Robo Revolution, and Nox's Armory are were great, great additions to Borderlands 1. Uh, Zukatu. Do you know what can be bought from Earl? They didn't show. We have no idea. And he also seemed like he had his own... um, It seemed like he had his own... uh, Slot machine as well. Gonzinator. Do you think vehicles having so much customization options will be useful late game? I have no idea, man. I don't know. I have no idea. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Kaladens. I didn't see if there was a healer build with one of the characters. There was, 
there there was uh zane's got some pr- pretty strong healing builds and survival builds not necessarily like healing other people but he's got some pretty good what you would consider like healing survival builds uh hildal is level really necessary in an fps why not go hard or very hard expert difficulties instead i mean i don't know why you're asking a game to be different than it is borderlands has never been that way now when you replay on the harder difficulties level goes up, difficulty goes up but doing hard, very hard and expert go play a game that has that you're asking this game to be something else Like that's not necessary, that would be like us taking the structure in Borderlands and trying to shove that into another game you gotta let games be their own games, you know uh, Dizzy Dope Duck they said by September 2020 we will have all the DLC released uh, do you think they will do another year's worth of DLC after that point? Zero clue homie if they did really successful and they know they can expand the game, obviously limitations of consoles comes into play here with memory and stuff, so we'll have to wait and see. Bloomin' Onion. Regarding the guns with legs, will the legged guns last longer or do more damage based on what your magazine size? Pretty sure that's how it works. That's typically how a TDR works. Whatever it does when you throw it down lasts longer depending on how much ammo is left. Do you hope... Uh, we get more endgame diversity when it comes to shields and weapons. In my opinion, they limited themselves in Borderlands 2 with items like the Pimpernel, Dupa, Sandhawk, Grog Nozzle, and B-Shield. Not a really reason to use other weapons. This has been a continued concern of my own, given that every single manufacturer has different fire modes and different reasons to use them. I'm less concerned than I was. I think there's going to be a lot of good diversity. Uh, Ontario's Knight. What do you think of the voice acting? Does it have the same tone as Borderlands 2 humor? It seemed like another border... It seemed like if I'm watching a TV show, this is the next season. Like, it felt right in line with how Borderlands has typically felt. Um, by the way, if you're just tuning in, they, they we're watching, we were watching a restream of the Borderlands 3 streams. I can restart it, obviously, and kind of re-loop it back. Uh, I am live right now taking questions from the audience. I gave my impressions and then the questions go right over there from the audience. If you like this style of content, be sure to click follow. Uh, That is a free and easy way to support the stream. I will be probably doing a Madam Crumpet stream tonight. Madam Crumpet's my wife. Her name is inspired by Tiny Tina. Uh, We picked that name four years ago because Borderlands is very special to us and we've been playing through the games again. We've already played through all of them, but we've been playing through the first one. So if you're following the stream or you follow me on Twitter, and you get announcements about when I go live, you can catch us tonight. It's a really, really fun time, and obviously, we will definitely be playing Borderlands 3. Next question, 12th Gate. Did they discuss the gameplay loop? Uh, will it be like... No, they didn't discuss the gameplay loop or the formula. They did not. Uh, Dakota Plays. Is there any new elements that they added? Yeah, radi- uh, radiation, and they removed slag. And I then Cryo's making a return. Cryo is only in the pre-sequel somebody in chat may point out some new ones that I'm not mentioning, but I'm pretty sure that's it, as far as like new or adjustments to elements Zerstrom, how do you feel about the damage normalization, and do you think it'll scale up depending on the host or down to the lowest level well, I would think uh, I would think that they're just going to uh, let's just try to get late late, late game uh, gameplay, here we, here we go um I think the damage normalization is great. I think it allows people just to play together and have fun and not have to worry about levels. I think it's a great decision. So, And I think it'll obviously not scale. I don't think it'll scale up. It'll just scale you to what it should be. If I'm 20 and I'm fighting 20 missions and 20 enemies and you come in as level 10, you should just see everything at level 10. Now, you might not want to do that. Again, if you're behind in the story, that would be a mistake. But at the very least, you're not getting obliterated. You can play and earn rewards. Uh, Faux Pirate. 
Do you know if there's a button press to change your action skill mid-battle? That way we don't have to... Okay, so we don't know. There was something called mode change that you can see in Amara's skill tree because it boosts the mode change. Um, so maybe? I don't know. I don't know if they said that in the thing. Uh, Kaladins. Cryo seems to be returning based on Z- uh, Zane's skill tree. Not Zack. Yeah, Zane. It is, and we saw people using weapons today that were putting cryo on stuff. Bull on a bike. Uh, after seeing what Gearbox has done, where do you put Anthem in Division 2 and Destiny? I understand they can coexist, but Gearbox is hitting a lot of notes. Well, Gearbox... Borderlands is more akin to, like, a Borderlands... I'm sorry. <laughs> Borderlands is more akin to, like, a Diablo with guns. Okay? Now, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if they're able to do um like rift systems like they do in Diablo in the in okay so if you go to the the info page about Borderlands 3 they say that there's revolutionary content generator or something like that now i don't know if that means that they're going to be able to do like a, a rift system where it's randomly generated enemies, bosses, encounters, or whatever. Um, I I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I, if they're able to do that, then that's the way, that's the way they could just eternally extend the game. You could just keep doing seasons, and then those seasons are basically your you know vaults, and then the vaults you go in, random enemies, random fights, random bosses, random loot, and you just keep replaying it. Um, and then every vault could obviously have its own theme. So, we'll just have to wait and see how they decide to do it. Uh, Mandrake. Part of the chase in Destiny is being able to show off power, level, loot, and emblems to other players. Like a day one raid completion emblem, for example. I'm new to the Borderlands franchise. was wondering if Borderlands is a type of show-off-your-goods elements uh, to other players. Well, obviously when you're holding the gun... Obviously, when you're holding the gun, yeah. And then, if you're not, I mean, that you can inspect people, and then they have the Twitch extension. Obviously, you're talking about in-game between your buddies. I'm fairly certain you'll be able to, like, inspect people and look at their stuff. I don't see why they wouldn't do that. Uh, out of the few bosses you've seen, who's your favorite so far? I liked the, uh, I liked the guy with the big, the big shield, and, like, it had the had the, the, the equalizer on the shield. I thought he was dope. Republic City. Uh, radiation could act like corrosive in BL1, giving a 20% buff. Well, they're they're basically making it sound like it's the new slag. Uh, it sounds like it's the new slag. It's going to do a debuff, and then it they explode. It spreads it to other people. So, you know, that's a concern, but we'll just wait and see its effect in the endgame. Would you suggest new players to Borderlands 3 to play the prior games. Listen, this game comes out in four months, okay? I don't know what you're playing right now. I don't know what you got your sights set on, because, you know, there's other stuff launching, there's other stuff going on, okay? So, if you got nothing going on between now and September, and you like looter shooters, I don't know why you wouldn't play Borderlands 1, Game of the Year, and Borderlands 2 Remastered, or the Handsome Collection. My recommendation has been you play through Borderlands 1, then play the pre-sequel, then play Borderlands 2. You do change the order up a little bit. Minor spoilers in the pre-sequel don't really matter. If you're just playing through to get the experience and, and to enjoy the game and the characters and the story, 
play it in that order. If you play the pre-sequel last, it's going to disappoint you because it was a bit of a step down from Borderlands 2. If you put it after Borderlands 1, it'll feel like a step up and you'll like it. Uh, and then when Borderlands 2 is done, play all the DLC, save Tiny Tina's DLC for last, and then play Tales from the Borderlands. You got four months to do that. Four! You could literally do Borderlands 1, maybe a couple playthroughs, do all the DLC, do that one month. Next month, do the same thing with the pre-sequel. Just take your time, enjoy it, maybe a couple playthroughs, switch characters or something. The DLCs aren't that great. Um... And then Borderlands 2, the coup de grace, right? The big the big kahuna. You play through Borderlands 2, enjoy your time in there, just, you know, maybe some replays, multiple characters, and again, save the tiny T- Tina TL- DLC for last. And when you get to month number four, you've got like what? Once you get into September, you got like two weeks. Play Tales from the Borderlands, enjoy it. You'll know all the characters by then. There'll be some heartfelt goodbyes in there. And then you'll be ready for Borderlands 3 to land on your freaking face and melt it. I, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. You got four months, get at it. Now, obviously, you don't need to do an entire month for each game, but for frick's sake, man, dive in. It's a great franchise. My favorite franchise. Uh, nostalgia. Do you think the skin system will be permanent or like Destiny 2 system where it's consumable? I've no idea. I don't know. Midrin, thank you for five months, dude. Uh, Extravent. Would you like to see a return to OP levels? No, I don't think so. I would just like it to continue to scale, keep going up. Um, it gets a little complicated because then what do you do when all skill trees are full? You know, you can you can get a little excessive with the DLCs. They have to be careful with the DLCs and scaling and how much they let you level up and how many more skill tree points they let you spend. Uh, Donut seeds. What's currently your favorite Borderlands game? Number two, Borderlands two, Salvador. Oh yeah, play as Salvador, Tiny Tina greatest character in the game let's go that's my favorite Dakota plays did they say how long the game is nope they did not card dog did they address the epic store controversy no they did not why the frick would they even talk about that like shut up buy the game or don't I'm sick of talking about it people are being incredibly stupid about it if you play a game with the blizzard launcher the origin launcher uh, or you play launcher, then you have to quickly shut the frick up because you're going to sound like a hypocrite. If you play any of those games in those other launchers, you got no footing. You got nothing, nothing but hypocrisy. Buy the game, support Gearbox if you love Borderlands, and please just quickly shut up and quit talking about the Epic Store controversy. It's, it's just... Such a dumb and tired, manufactured form of controversy. It's stupid. Dr. Struggle Bus. What do you think about the villains in Borderlands 3? They seem a little obnoxious. They're supposed to be. Uh, right? You're supposed, they're supposed to be. Uh, Dizzy Dope Duck. Which version of the game did you pre-order? The biggest and the best. The big expensive one. <laughs> I want all the dope stuff. I'm an enormous Borderlands fan, right? I have the original Borderlands 1 Game of the Year Edition poster over there. Hyperion shirt, obviously. I got the original Marcus Bobblehead. Uh, I've got that. Uh, I've got a bunch of the Funko Pops. Uh, my wife's call sign from four years ago is inspired by Tiny Tina. Madam Crumpet is my wife's name on Twitter and on Twitch. I just I'm just love Borderlands. So I got the biggest and the best when I ordered. <laughs> and again, if you're new to the stream and you're just tuning in, this is a replay of Borderlands stream today. I'm taking questions from the audience. This is something that I do. I do interactive streams with you guys. 
Uh, if you like this style of stream, click the follow button. That's a free way to support me. Click on the little heart button and tune in tonight. Tune in tonight because I'll be playing with Madam Crumpet. We're replaying Borderlands Game of the Year Edition. We love Borderlands and we'll definitely be playing Borderlands 3. You don't want to miss out. Some resubs coming in. Click here, forehead with 16 months and 5 months from Sticky Buns. Uh, thank you very much. Welcome back. Uh, AIM. It's not going to be offered on Steam for at least six months after the initial release. So, where do we get it, and where do we have to download anything like we did for Steam? Just download the Epic Launcher. Uh, SD Maze with a brand new Prime sub. Thanks for using your Prime sub here. Galaxy Beams. I remember you saying a while back that a good idea for this game would be to have rifts like in Diablo 3, uh, but now seeing that there's a multitude of planets and a lot of area to explore, uh, you still want an end game. Would you still want this as an end game option? Sure. You just do a vault on a planet, and that's your rift. And you go down, and it's random. The enemies are random. The bosses are random. The loot is random. Have a freaking ball. Get all the dope stuff. Let's go. You know, it's a great way of extending the endgame. Moptop keeping his prime sub here with 19 months. Thank you. Welcome back. BM Havoc. Uh, having seen everything today, is there anything you're hoping or see uh, to, to see and didn't? What's your favorite new feature? Uh, the scaling and the instance loot, my favorite feature. Absolutely brilliant, huge value win for the uh, for the community. Um, something that I wanted to see and didn't see the other vault hunters, <laughs> the other action skills. Probably, we'll see those in due time. Tyler Lynn, do you think that a system like Strikes would work in Borderlands for grinding bosses? Would you prefer to have a bit of a run up to the fight, or just hit a button and loop? I don't actually know how to answer this question because I've never thought about this. Because obviously, everybody's thinking of the bunker fight, right? die come you basically quit reload quit reload quit reload and bunkers just like right up there um and the fight's pretty quick i don't know yeah it's a model one shotgun you know i don't know to me because of the longevity and the combat and the guns and the loot that you get along the way i think i would be okay with either situation, if you make me fight through the initial mission area or enemies, and then I fight the boss, and then I leave, come back in, and I do it all over again, I'm fine with that. Loot's still dropping, I'm getting XP, you know. Obviously, when you only care about the one thing, that can be a little arduous and tedious, so I'd be okay with either system. Just, you know, go in and reload the boss multiple times. Uh, Zistrum, what do you think about the other world travels and uniqueness of each world? They didn't show us that much, but I love it. I love the concept. Uh, Kabam, uh, Kebab Man, revolutionary content generator. Can we expect some kind of planet travel with some RNG enemies, random maps, uh, so it's endless? Uh, is this it for BL3? In my opinion, there'd be some other goal like leaderboards or something. Well, the, the content generator could be referring to the guns, you know, it could be referring to the guns and not the enemies and the fights and the environments. My favorite Borderland 1 class build um, would be it would be, I'm trying to think because I don't, I don't know all the terms because back then I didn't really think about builds, but I always played as um, I always played as Roland and I think I typically would spec into like like getting your shields and your ammo delivered to you a lot and then the rocket I think, I can't really remember I always just loved playing as Roland. Dakota's plays. If you want any legendary to return in Borderlands 3, what would it be? I don't really think like that. I really don't. I don't think in those terms. I kind of would prefer them not to do that. 
Uh, Blue Snake Jake. What are some ideas you think there could be DLC like new planets, new systems? I've already talked about this. Vaults and like a rift system from Diablo would be good. Kaladens, do you think they will add two more characters? I don't see why they wouldn't. They did it in Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel. They've somewhat set a precedent, so maybe again. Dizzy Dope Duck, how many DLC Vault Hunters would you like to see in Borderlands 3? I'd be okay with two, but I could also be okay with what you're suggesting, four, one for every DLC. be totally fine with that. You go to the planet, you go to the new mission area, the new whatever, and then there's a new Vault Hunter waiting for you as like an introduction to that place, and then they can have abilities that are kind of like tied to that place. Dakota Plays, did they say anything about new companies? We know Atlas is returning. No, Children of the Vault are the new weapons though. Heron TTV, how do you feel about them changing gun item cards? Uh, hard to see parts immediately now. I don't have an opinion on this yet because I don't know how much we can inspect and zoom in and stuff. I think it looks fine. I think it's quick. It's accessible. It's easy to see stuff. So I'm going to say I'm okay with it for now. So that's the last question. I may end up chopping this um, and using this as an extension to the podcast. I probably won't. I don't know. Uh, Onslaught, do you think Borderlands 3 should include double jumping, dashing alongside sliding and mantling? That can get a little extreme. Um, let's wait and see how it feels. I do think that's something they could add later. I mean, obviously there's another game maybe in the future. You never know, Borderlands 4. Then they can add dashing and double jumping to give you more verticality, more movement, more agility. So, but for now, I'll take the dashing. Um, so... I am, I'll do a little bit of an outro here, just in case. If you're listening to this, if I decided to put this on the other locations, if you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, all those places, you can always catch me live. If you're here live right now, don't go away. We're still going to keep on streaming. As always, with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.